Welcome to the Empowering the Light podcast. Woot woot! I'm Lily Augustine, light worker, womb wisdom guide, and artist, and this podcast is all things love and light, empowering true autonomy and inspiring along the way. I cannot wait for you to dive into this next episode, and I honor the light that you are spreading in this world. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. So today, I have a very special guest, Olivia Robertson, and she is so special because not only is she a good friend, but I have also worked with her personally um, through her yoga therapy program, and it was amazing. It helped guide me into a deeper knowledge of yoga, and now I'm training as a yoga teacher, so thank you, Olivia, for also being a big influence in that decision that meant so much and thank you so much for being here today thank you so much for having me Lilia oh thank you You you're so welcome so Olivia Robertson is a 500 hour registered yoga teacher and yoga therapist in training she is devoted to empowering people to reclaim their sense of inner strength fullness and peace through yoga embodiment and self-care I love that and it's so true. I like went through your program and all of that. I felt very embodied and I felt like I gained a lot of self-care tools. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. So Olivia, how did you become a yoga therapist? And okay, so there's a lot of things that I really want to dive into. First, like I also want to dive into what is yoga therapy. But before we get into that, what was your journey into coming into yoga and yoga therapy? Sure. Um, so I was introduced to yoga, I guess it's kind of um, goes way back. I was introduced to yoga at a young age um, as a child, really. Uh, my mom was into going to yoga, so I started going with her. Um, and I got more, a lot more into it in high school. And at first, it was really just a workout to me. I didn't understand that it was more than that. Um, but then when I went to college, I actually took a intro to yoga class at College of Charleston. And that's where I learned that the asana or the postures of yoga are really just one of eight branches and that yoga also embodies a lot of um, like ethical pieces and kind of spirituality and um, a lot like, you know, breathing, meditation. There's a lot more than just the physical movements and it's way more than just a workout. Um, so I really started to love yoga in college and then, um, I, so this kind of ties in as well to the yoga therapy aspect. So, um, I also from a young age knew that I was really interested in therapy and psychology. So that's what I was studying in college. Um, and I didn't really know about how many different ways there were to be a therapist in the world. So I really only knew about one route. And so I was kind of doggedly pursuing that one route, which was the clinical psychology PhD. Um, So to try to get myself closer to reaching that goal, I started working at um, the Yale Child Study Center as a mental health counselor, and then later as a research assistant at the Yale Stress Center. And um, during that time, it was kind of stressful jobs. And I felt like it would be really a good time for me to dive into my yoga teacher training because I wanted to kind of just take that opportunity. Um, And so I started doing my yoga teacher training during that time when I was kind of gearing up to apply for graduate school. 
And then I found out from some of the teachers at the yoga studio that there was such a thing as yoga therapy, which I'd never even heard of before. And I was super intrigued. I was like, well, I know that yoga is super therapeutic, but like, tell me more, what does this mean? Um, and so then I kind of started to learn that there was all these different types of therapies that incorporated the body, which I felt like was such a missing link that I had noticed in the therapy world that I was seeing more in these academic spheres, like they were missing something. I felt like something, there was a missing piece. And then when I was in this yoga therapy world, learning about the embodied practices, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, this is like, it's all coming together. Um, so after I did my first yoga teacher training, I went right in and started doing my yoga therapy training. Um, and I just learned so much more about somatic therapies and I'm just kind of in love with them now and kind of continuing to pursue down that path really excitedly. Yes, I love that. I love that. So for anyone who's listening, who's like, okay, yoga therapy, like that sounds so cool. It's this embodied version of a therapy practice. What does yoga therapy entail? What does that really like mean? Like if you were to go into a yoga therapy session, what would that look like? Yeah, absolutely. So some key pieces about yoga therapy are that um, for one thing, it's not a diagnostic model. So a yoga therapist doesn't meet with a client and, and give them a diagnosis and say, you have this, which often you would see in the clinical psychology world or other, other fields, for example. Um, but instead, yoga therapy tries to really focus on the wholeness of the person and seeing them as already being whole as they are. And then there's these little imbalances that can happen. And we use the yoga practices to kind of bring you back into more balance, but really with a focus on empowerment and like what is right with you as opposed to focusing more on like feeling like you have this label. Um, but again, I want to like be aware that I'm not trying to pin one field against the other. They're both necessary and both super awesome. Um, but that's one thing about yoga therapy. So also, yoga therapy has this really unique lens of seeing a person as not, so we talk about this mind-body connection a lot, and sometimes it can be maybe confusing, like what do we mean by that? And so yoga therapy actually breaks it down into saying that we have five layers of our being, and so your outermost layer is your, um, so it's called the kosha model. Your outermost layer is your body layer of your being. And then you have the layer of your breath. And then you have the layer of your mind and your emotions. And then beyond that, you have your wisdom body, it's called. So this is kind of where that inner wisdom comes into play. And then your innermost layer of your being is the bliss body. So it's kind of like this connected um, layer that we all have that connects us to each other. And I think it's such a beautiful way of viewing it. Um, and what's cool about it as well with the different layers is that you can work on any one of those five layers and it will affect all of the other ones. So for example, if you have a person who's really interested in working on the physical layer, maybe they're not comfortable working on those other layers yet. You can start doing things on the physical realm and it'll translate to the other layers or on the opposite side, maybe they're not ready to do something physical, but breathing is a good way in for them. It's, it also affects change on those other layers. And I think that that's a really cool thing because sometimes 
we might have things that we're trying to work through, but we're not sure like wh where's the door in and yoga therapy kind of gives you so many different doors to walk through. To I love that. Yeah. Yes, I love that. And I feel like that would resonate with so many people, especially like maybe if they're not in a condition that they maybe they have an injury or something that they can't physically be super active and that gives them other ways to help heal that and access the different bot like layers of their body, which I think is so amazing and so valuable and something that's not always seen like in the medical world. Like I, I also like I grew up and I was as an athlete going to physical therapy like all the time. I was like constantly in physical therapy for injuries and a lot of times it was working like very much on the physical plane of my body. Um, and I love how you're saying that we do have these different like different layers of your body. And I feel like incorporating breath work, incorporating all of that is like this really healing way to heal your body because it's also like bringing in more energy into your body so that you can, can heal, which I think is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I'm reading this book right now um, by John Kabat-Zinn who brought, have you heard of the MBSR program, Mindfulness-Based mm -hmm. Stress Reduction? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction um, is this program that was brought over by John Kabat-Zinn, and it has, it's mostly to do with meditation and breathing. But anyways, in the program, he says, you know, if you can breathe, there's more right with you than wrong with you. So he, and he just talks about kind of the power of breath and how transformative it is. And I think it's so true and empowering to tell people like a lot of times people think they can't do yoga for example even for the simplest reasons like oh i'm not flexible i can't do yoga or whatever but the simple truth is if you can breathe you can do yoga because you're already doing yoga when you're breathing so i want to kind of spread that message more so that people know it's so accessible and it's um available for everyone not just the flexible people Yes. Uh, one of my favorite uh, modules in my yoga teacher training so far was the pranayama part, which is the yoga breath work. And I, like, I knew about breath work, but I didn't really, like, know about breath work. <laughs> so as soon as I went through that, there's, like, so many different ways of breath work that are, like, so many different techniques to, like, heal anxiety, to, like, bring more energy into your body if you're feeling very lethargic. Like, your breath is so powerful, and I don't think I ever realized how powerful your breath is. And now being able to learn that, now I'm so grateful just for my breath. Like that's one of like the things that sometimes when I do my morning gratitude practice, I'm like, thank you that I have breath in my lungs, like along with food in my stomach and all of these things, because it really is this like powerful energy force that like you can cultivate this chronic energy or this life force energy through your breath, which is blows my mind. It's just amazing. I love that part. <laughs> Yeah, it's so amazing. And the fact that it never leaves you, like you always have it, like it's so comforting, you know? And like your body just knows what to do. Like you breathe just because your body knows how to breathe, which is also kind of like a, a beautiful testament to how amazing your body is and like trusting your body. And I actually think that trusting your body through your breath is like a beautiful gateway also, also into like deeper self-trust and deeper body trust because your breath is a beautiful example that you breathe on a daily basis without having to think about it or try it and or like practice it although you can practice like breath work but like just naturally you breathe so your body already has this like innate wisdom inside of it of how to operate so like a lot of times like for me I work with that with like your menstrual cycle and trusting your menstrual cycle and realizing that that natural rhythm within you 
it is this like deep wisdom that your body already knows what it's doing when we don't get in the way and try to like push against it. So I really love, I love how you brought up, I love how you brought that up with breath. Yeah, absolutely. The body is so wise and yeah, I totally agree. Like the more we listen to its, its little whispers and signals, the more easeful and aligned our life can be because sometimes when we have such a habit of like ignoring and pushing down like then we don't really hear the body until it's shouting and screaming at us so it's so nice to be able to kind of tune in just like you said through the simple breath and then just kind of like know your body be more be more used to being willing to listen to what it has to share with you and what it might be um, whispering or nudging you for Yes, and I love that. And I, I think it's so powerful because when you start listening even more, you start like hearing those whispers when they're just these like gentle nudges. And it actually makes it so much easier to follow your intuition when you catch them at that phase because then they're not like screaming in every day of every area of your life, like you were saying, when you can catch them as whispers instead of screams. It makes it easier. Right. And it, it like feels more in flow, which is so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice when you can start building those habits just on a daily basis of like checking in and asking like, what do you, what do you need right now? And, and you're right. It can be so simple and easy and feel really good. Yes. Oh, I love that. I feel like yoga nidra too, like that, the meditation version of yoga. So if anyone who's listening has ever tried yoga nidra, Olivia, you'll probably be able to explain it way better than I do because your yoga nidras are amazing. Um, for anyone who's listening, who's like, yeah, I want to tap into my body and maybe have this like deep relaxation, especially now with everything that's been happening in the world. I know 2020 has been really heavy and we'll get into that a bit too and how that relates to yoga, but yoga nidra can be a really great tool to help that deep relaxation when you hold that space for yourself. Can you go into a little bit more detail what yoga nidra is and looks like? Yeah, absolutely. Yoga Nidra is so cool. It's another one of those aspects of yoga that I'd never heard about until maybe a couple of years ago, but it's like yogic sleep. So it's, you're not really fully asleep, but you completely lay down and fully relax. You might take um, like an eye pillow and cover your eyes. Um, you might put a blanket on top of you. You want to get as comfortable as possible, totally relax all your muscles. And you're going to be systematically going through kind of like a body scan at certain parts, um, paying attention to different parts of your body. And then at the same time, part of the yoga nidra is to set an intention. So you're going to check in with your heart and ask your heart what its deepest longing is. And you set that intention at the beginning of the practice. And then at the end of the yoga nidra, you check in with that again. And then you kind of it also kind of goes into the different layers of your being as well. So you play with like pairs of opposites in the body. You notice how the body feels heavy and how the body feels light. And it's just this very relaxing um, exercise that I love. It's really great for if you have trouble sleeping or if you just are stressed and want a little bit more relaxation in your life. I know so many people who have trouble sleeping who have like been having trouble getting that like nighttime routine in place that helps them like calm down from the rest of their day, especially recently. Um, so I feel like that would be a perfect tool to do at, at night. I was actually, I did, I actually did one last night, like as of when we're recording this, I did like a combination of kind of like a, a meditative yoga nidra and sound bath. Oh, those are the uh, best. I it love was so that. wonderful. 
that was so wonderful. I was like so wired last night and I was like, I'm going to record a solo podcast episode. Can't do this. And I just want to do more. And it was like already like 10 o'clock at night and I'm in my premenstrual phase. So my brain was like, had the little red flag of, if you keep going, you're going to have like a major meltdown. So, <laughs> so I did that and it was like the most relaxing thing ever and it helped me fall asleep. So I feel like that is a wonderful tool. Um, especially now if anyone's looking for like self-care tools to help them be able to navigate to not only COVID-19, but also their role in the Black Lives Matter movement and everything that's happening also on top of that in their personal lives, this is a great tool to kind of help you relax in a way that you don't need to like leave your house and do something. <laughs> like you can be as simple as laying down. Yeah, that's so true. I love sound baths. And another tool that you actually introduced me to that I've been loving lately for helping you to just like settle down the body and prepare for sleep is using instead of like the harsh lighting that I might normally have in my room, the, um, my salt lamp and I have this other like crystal lamp. And it's funny because you wouldn't think that it would make such a difference, but I think you described it as being warm light versus cold light or something like that. And it's so true. My body just kind of gets the message about when I use the warm lighting, it's so nice and relaxing. So thank you. That makes me so happy to hear that you've been enjoying that. I do that every night too. And I've actually found that it's really hard for me to fall asleep when I don't do that. Because like yeah. the bright light, it's like my brain thinks that it's daylight because the, the lighting in our house does like kind of, in a way, this might be kind of a stretch, but it does kind of simulate daylight for our body and our like yeah. nervous system. So when we have that more like candle lit, warm light that comes from either like a salt lamp or just light a bunch of candles in your room, it kind of symbolizes to your body like okay now it's actually time to wind down we don't need to be awake anymore we can start going to sleep and I have the exact same reaction as you do that like my body just instantly is like okay I'm in the I'm in the zone for sleep and I found that rubbing oil on my body also like in the like warm lighting really helps because it's like this heavy layer that gets put on my body and then it, it like it feels really comforting but I'm also I'm a person who really likes heavy things on top of them so like I really like heavy blankets or like I like dig myself under my partner and that's like when I can easily sleep. <laughs> so I've been doing that like ever since I was little. When I was little I would like dig myself other, under my mom to sleep and then I do that now with my partner too. So he's like has half of his body laying completely on top of me <laughs> and then I'm like okay now I can sleep. <laughs> Sounds like you'd be a good person for weighted blankets right? I've been told that I need to get one. I think that I would be. But yeah, so if you're also like me and like weight, oil is a really great way to like yeah, wind I love down the, too. I love the oils. It feels really like containing to your energy or something. It's kind of like mm -hmm. like a little cover or something. Yes, I love that. Do you have any other practices that you've been really enjoying lately for relaxation for anyone who's really kind of seeking that release right now? Um, I would say along with maybe this is what you meant when you were talking about the sound baths, but I really like, there's a ton of different um, playlists and things on Spotify that have sound baths, but like particular hurts, you know what I'm talking about? Like where there are different levels that are played for different reasons. I'm probably not the best at explaining this, but um, there's these different sound vibrations that kind of tell your body different messages. And I find them so soothing, especially like sometimes I'll take a bath and I'll play a sound bath during it and maybe throw in some essential oils or some salts. 
and then I feel like totally sedated <laughs> and then I can go to sleep. It's great. That sounds so nice. I'm going to look it on Spotify now. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I've just been like doing it on YouTube, but I like the idea of Spotify better. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that. Okay. New idea. So anyone who's out there listening, new ideas to help you relax right now. So like we were saying, we were saying that like right now it's so important to maintain that self-care because everything's been going on in 2020. Olivia, I would love your perspective on that too, of the Black Lives Matter movement, how we're coping and navigating our role in that through also COVID-19 and the Black Lives Matter movement and everything in our personal life and in our businesses. And as we navigate all of this together, um, I would love to get your, your opinion on everything that's been happening. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to hear yours as well. Um, yeah, I would say we're living through, feels like we're living through a total revolution right now, both with the world being turned upside down with COVID and being, feeling like separated from each other, or all the fear going around with that. Um, but then it also has kind of felt like a sacred pause of like, it's created this ability for us all to turn in and really look at ourselves and the way that we're living and see in what ways do we want to be different moving forward. Um, and then in terms of the Black Lives Matter movement, I'm totally in solidarity with it. And it's, it's definitely been really eye-opening for me, recognizing a lot of my privilege that I feel like I haven't, haven't been fully aware of and even causing me to kind of look back at at all the organizations and things that I've been a part of and how have they historically not supported like our black brothers and sisters and being like, okay, what can I do moving forward to help change these and uproot and make things better? Um, so I'm trying to like with great respect and love um, kind of look at myself and check myself and educate myself more so that this can reverberate out in a positive way. And what I think is really cool is like, I feel like things are changing in a huge way in our world. And I feel like it's, it's going to be really positive and just keep rippling and rippling and rippling. So I'm, I am excited for the future in that sense. And I do feel hopeful. I think um, at first when everything was happening, especially with the murder of George Floyd, I was feeling so angry and distraught and like all these different emotions but now I'm feeling and I still am feeling a lot of those feelings but now what's emerging more is kind of this new hope feeling that um and just seeing the solidarity throughout our country has been really beautiful and even through the world so I'm feeling right now hopeful for the positive waves that are flowing out um as a result of this new movement well not new but this movement that we're in Yes. Oh my gosh, I love that. There's so many parts of that that like I want to comment on. I was like all for all of that. Um, so I completely agree. I'm in complete solidarity. Um, and I I also have a lot of hope that everything that's happening is we're going to be nearing a future that's really rooted in love instead of rooted in prejudice, which is what we've been seeing happening. Um, and I think that going back to us talking about yoga, I think that's where yoga philosophy also comes really beautifully in hand is being able to see like the divine light within yourself. Because once you can see that, you can see the divine light within everybody else around you, which kind of that in itself is, is like 
it completely changes how you see people and you no longer see people from a stance of prejudice, but you see them as this like beautiful, unique light that is, that is you. Like we're all very similar. We're all made up of this cosmic light at our core. And I think that looking into yoga philosophy can be a really healing experience right now as we navigate any prejudice that we may have had, as we navigate this movement, as we navigate how we're shifting our mindset. I think that's a, a beautiful way to shift from place of past programming or social programming to a place of just true and utter love, which I truly believe is the way we're going to make lasting, cha lasting change, especially in a movement that is based on not the opposite of love, like not in a movement that's like fighting against, trying to find the right words for this, in a movement that's fighting against hate and prejudice, which is the absence of love. So I feel like love in itself is going to be so important as we move forward. And I loved how you mentioned that with COVID-19, we had this time to pause our lives and look at our lifestyle. And it, it hadn't really clicked in my head until you said that, that not only did COVID like give us this pause for our lifestyle to reevaluate, and now the Black Lives Movement is giving us this pause to evaluate our mindset and our emotion and how we interact with each other. So I feel like these both together became these really beautiful evaluatory, evalu oh, what word am I looking for? Evaluation of how we're living, not only from our lifestyle, but also now from like how we're living with each other, which I think is so beautiful because we had this separation and now we're like, okay, now how are we moving forward interacting with each other in a way that's based in love and true equality and true freedom within our country. and I just, I think that that's so beautiful and it, it's, it's time. <laughs> it yeah. is time that all of this is happening. Um, I was a museum educator prior to becoming a womb wisdom guide and um, I was a museum educator for art. So I worked, for anyone who's listening who didn't know, I worked at the Hirshhorn Museum in Washington, D.C., the Smithsonian Museum. Um, and it was the contemporary art museum of the Smithsonian. So a lot of the art that we had was based off of this topic of that we're still going through a civil war in our country and we haven't reach the freedom and Mark Bradford for anybody who loves art Mark Bradford go check out his tickets charge murals they are amazing you can google them right now because the museum isn't open but it's all about how we're still fighting the civil war and how it's not it's not really widely known in our country yet that um that what we were trying to accomplish in the civil war didn't happen that we still don't have that equality within our country and it, it was really beautiful coming from that background of teaching that and then having the Black Lives Matter movement, which has been happening for 400 years, but like this is a beautiful chance for us really to make lasting change and actually acknowledge it. It was really beautiful coming from that perspective and being like, yes, like this is, we need this change in our country. We need this change to love instead of to prejudice. Yeah, absolutely. And what you were talking about earlier, I think that's a really good point. I, I had thought about how it relates to yoga um, in terms of, you know, how yoga is union and all those things. But what you had, what you were saying was really making me think about the yamas and the niyamas about what it means to be nonviolent and what does it mean to be truthful and how all those principles of yoga really relate to this movement and how can we maybe use those tools to educate ourselves and maybe if we're teaching yoga classes like how can we use those as themes um to kind of you know use that more for the movement i think that's a great tool yes i 
I love that. I didn't even think of like using that as a theme in a yoga class. I think that would be so powerful, that theme of like oneness um, and that theme of inner light. I, I really do believe that doing inner work and working on an inner plane of really like looking into your shadows, really working and learning how to love yourself makes a huge ripple effect in the world around you. Because when you learn how to love yourself, then you also learn how to love others as if they were you. Like the whole idea of like in, in preschool, like the golden rule of like treat others the way you'd want to treat yourself. I feel like it's taking to a whole new level when you turn it into this idea of love and how do you love yourself and how do you love others. And also looking at the, the individuals who do have extreme prejudice, a lot of times have a lot of inner wounds where they were never taught how to love themselves or others. Like they didn't have that love shown to them. So then they don't know how to show that love to other people. So I think it can be really beautiful looking at it from that point and also realizing that as this movement goes forward, doing your inner work is going to be just as powerful, is going to be like just as powerful of a role. And I loved what was going around where there's so many different like lanes in a revolution. And I think it's so true. Like we don't all have the same role that we're supposed to play because if we did, we wouldn't have as big of an impact. Um, and knowing that it's okay to have that role be looking inwards and spreading light and love from a place of love for yourself, I think is also important. And it wasn't as widely acknowledged during the movement that I think that can still make a huge impactful change in our world. Yeah, I agree. I like the message as well that, you know, we all have different roles to play and they're all very important. Um, mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. Yeah. So like listening yeah. to your own inner wisdom and being like, okay, what is it? What do I feel called to do? And how can I serve that role? Um, yeah, it's, it's so important. I love that. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot here. So feel free to say, I don't know if that's the answer. But I love how you just said finding your own role and then learning like how you play a part in the movement and what's next for you. I would love to know, do you, have you figured out what your role is yet or what are you contemplating or what do you feel like your steps moving forward are? Yeah, I've been, I've been trying to do, you know, lots of little things. So for one thing that, that I've been doing is, so for example, I went to this all girls private school in DC for high school. Um, and some girls from my school have been putting together a call to action, like a reformed reading list and different things that we want the administration to make changes so that it's, it ref- so that it's kind of reformed and a lot more, you know, decolonized in a way um, so that the future girls who go to that school will read books from black authors and different things like that. So, you know, signing those petitions, um, being a part of that. And then after I heard about that, I shared the message with some of my other friends who went with different schools, but, you know, with similar issues. And I said, like, maybe this is something that you would want to do with your school. Um, And then I'm also digging into some readings because um, it's honestly the truth that I have a lot of, you know, work to do about reading and learning more about these issues. So reading and then making donations as well to the causes that I believe in. And then also, I think ultimately my main role is just serving my purpose of what I'm doing through yoga therapy and then like letting that be um, what shines out into the world. Because like you said, this this work is all about unity and 
self-love and love of others. So I think that's, that's my main role is just continuing the work, but maybe adapting or changing it so that it reaches more people and that it's, it's kind of more informed and aware. Yes. Oh, that was so beautiful. I feel like that in itself was so empowering too, especially for any like people who are in this realm of like spirituality or consciousness or yoga or meditation or light working to realize that a lot of the work that we are doing already in itself is creating these ripples of change in the world to make the world a more equal place. Um, and I think that it's important to acknowledge that the work that you're doing is so important and then also acknowledge how can you make it even, how can you reach even more people? How can you make it even more inclusive? Um, yeah, I think that that was so powerful. I love, I love that that's what your heart was calling you to and that that's what feels right for you. And I also want to acknowledge to everyone listening to, to also realize that this movement has been one that we have been fighting for, for hundreds of years already. So making this long lasting systemic change in our country and this long lasting change so that everybody sees love for everybody else is not going to be a movement that last just like a week or just two weeks it's gonna come from a very grounded energy and strategy to make the systemic change and I think that it's important to acknowledge that too so that anyone listening know that it's okay to take some time for yourself and it's okay to to do self-care it's okay to listen to your body it's okay to feel joyful because we're in this for the long run like we're we're going to be making long-lasting change and I, I love Olivia how you were saying that moving forward in your business like really spreading that light and then seeing how you can build it even more. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for people who are listening here, like yoga is really hitting my heart right now. And it's like, feels like the thing I need to do in order to not only stay grounded through this movement so that I can make lasting change, also to take care of myself and to grow my own self-love so that I can shine that light to everyone around me. And also so that, well, yeah, the first one again, feel grounded so that we can make change from a place of deep knowing and our heart instead of just reaction and emotion, um, which is what's just the beautiful catalyst that we needed to get this movement started was that reaction and that emotion. But I think that what's going to make that really long lasting change in our country and our society is going to come from a place of grounded energy, um, just so that we can all come together and strategize together and come together in unity, like you were saying. So anyone listening who's like, yoga, I need that. What do you recommend to get to get started into yoga. For someone who has never done yoga before, or maybe someone who's done yoga here and there, can you go into a little bit more detail of how expansive the practice actually is and how people can get into it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, something I, I definitely want to comment on is you use the word grounding, and there's so many great practices in yoga that have to do with grounding that I think sometimes our society doesn't always value them as highly as we really should. So for example, like just the grounding practices of being more than the doing. So instead of um, just doing those vinyasa power flows and let's do push-ups and all kinds of things, I think right now what a lot of us need, myself included, is a lot more of those centering grounding practices. So by that, I mean like yin yoga, restorative yoga, meditation, breathing exercises. I think sometimes we can be so overstimulated and our nervous system can feel so fried with everything happening that 
sometimes um, maybe a really active class at a time like that is going to make you feel worse or it's just you're going to just have so much energy rolling around that it might not feel good. So I would really recommend that people lean into those grounding classes right now. So try a yoga nidra, try meditation or breathing exercises or yin. Um, or maybe if you're like, no, I, I really need to move, just maybe try a slower movement class. Um, but there's tons of amazing resources online. I know a ton of studios have been doing online classes, which has been really cool to work with um, teachers from all over the world right now. It's really like, we're really lucky to be able to do that. Um, so yeah, I would say definitely lean into those grounding classes right now. Don't you think? Yes, 100%. I've been totally leaning into that as well. I'm doing like candlelit yoga in the evening, like into like a deep juicy breathwork session and meditation that just like felt really restorative. And I think this goes back to what we were talking about too, is like if we, if we, that coursing energy that's running through us from our nervous system being fried is very natural because as humans, there's only so much energy we can take in without our nervous system like going haywire. And it's okay to realize that and to realize that you need to release that energy in a very grounding way. Um, and to realize that if you burn out right now, you're not going to be able to make change. So if you are really pushing yourself right now to make this long lasting change that we need to make together in unity, um, and I am completely all for it. And all the protesters who are out there who are putting yourself in harm's way, so your fight or flight response is also heightened right now. It's important to also release and relax and ground so that you don't get sick, so you don't burn yourself out. Because when you're in that state, you're not going to be able to make the lasting change that you're trying to. So self-care is so important right now. And I love those grounding exercises that you mentioned, those like looking into those. I totally been doing those. They're amazing. I'm like here with my hands up being like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah absolutely and like not feeling guilty about it either like doing it and feeling good about it and loving it I know sometimes when I first started doing restorative yoga I would like first of all I was totally head over heels in love with it I thought it feels as good to me as like a massage but then sometimes I would feel like oh well maybe I should be doing more or like oh like why didn't I move today but sometimes it's just really what you need. And so I want to just reiterate, like, feel good about it when you do it. And don't let yourself, you know, turn into feeling guilty that you weren't as active as you might be. Because we're living in really stressful times. And it's like, it's just the best thing for right now. Yes, I love that. And I feel like that ties into, like, yoga therapy, too. Because yoga therapy looks at, like, where you are in all aspects of your body. And then like what you need in that moment. So I feel like I came to you some days and was like, I'm feeling so stressed out. Like I, all of this is happening. Um, and this was before COVID. This is like before 2020 happened. <laughs> and, which yeah, now thinking about what stressed out was back then. <laughs> I know exactly. I had no idea. Um, and I, I'd come and I'd be like, okay, I'm feeling really stressed out. And it always was really amazing coming into the sessions with you and you like, picking up on it right away and being like, okay, I think this is what you need. And like, it was either kind of more yin yoga, or maybe it was like, we did that one, like vinyasa flow that was for like vata energy, which was super great because I'm super high vata and I'm like airy and all over the place. And you can kind of tell by the way I talk, I'm kind of like, ah, but anyways, um, 
I just love how you can pick, like you have this sense of picking up on it with your clients, which I think is so powerful. And I would always come out of the sessions feeling so much more grounded and better, better than I did going into them. And I, I really appreciated that. I just want everyone who's listening to know, like Olivia has this like beautiful intuitive sense of knowing what you need in a session. It's like really amazing. Oh, thank you, Olivia. That really means a lot to me. And I want to echo it because it's so true about you too, because I worked in Lilia's program and you really have also a really amazing intuitive ability to, to give what's needed and to create and hold space. So right back at you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That means so much. Um, also, do you still have the Yoga Nidra on your Instagram? Uh, I do. Yeah. Uh -huh. And it's on Spotify as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, awesome. So anyone who's listening is like, Yoga Nidra, that sounded really awesome. Go check out Olivia's because her Yoga Nidras are like bomb. They are so good. Uh, so relaxing. Okay, Olivia, do you have any last words that you would like to share with our audience today? Anything you'd like to leave them with? Or were there any topics that we didn't touch on that you want to touch on real quick before we finish up? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe the one thing that we didn't talk about that I think is another beautiful practice. I kind of just thought of it. It was in my line of vision. I just noticed what my journal in front of me. So just the power of journaling for reflection right now can be really beautiful. So just an invitation for reflection is to journal more. Yes. And it really goes into your work of, you know, cycle tracking and everything too. It's so powerful tracking your energy. Yes. Oh, Yes, I completely agree. I think that journal practice is so beautiful right now. I've been finding a lot of um, release and doing a gratitude journal practice every morning. And that's really helped me like stay in high spirits so that I can show up for my community every day throughout everything that's been happening and so that I can tap into my heart and not, not let myself get too far down the emotional tone scale so that I can still kind of stay in a little bit higher vibration. So I've been loving doing like even a gratitude practice journaling practice as well yeah so true I love the gratitude practice and I really like so Lilia when I when Lily and I work together I had been in the habit of using this five minute journal which I'm actually now I'm onto a new journal but um one of the prompts that it had for every evening was something along the lines of like how could I have made today better and she invited me to actually change that prompt to like, what's one thing that you're proud of today that you did? And that's been something that I've still been incorporating. And I love that. It's really changed the, the vibe of the journaling to be like, oh, like what could I have done better? And like making it a beating up on myself thing to like, wait, what can I be proud of today? And then it really just lifts my spirit. So thanks again for that prompt. It was really helpful. That makes me so happy to hear. I love that so much. I'm so glad that that's been feeling good and resonating well. And anyone who's listening who kind of feels like maybe you end the day eating yourself up, which is so natural. It's such a natural human experience, but it also doesn't need to be that way. And we can shift that. So if you find yourself closing out the day with that um, mindset, know that you could swap it. Like what you just talked about of like, how are you proud of yourself? And that's going to not only help you show up better for yourself, but also everyone around you because you're going to feel happier and more joyful. I love that. Okay, Olivia, any last words that you'd like to leave our, our listeners with today before they head out into their amazing day to make powerful change in the universe and powerful self-care and self-love at the same time? <laughs> I, I echo all those statements. I love that for your audience. 
Um, I guess I just want to say, you know, I'm available if anyone ever wants to reach out and ask more questions about yoga therapy or whatever it may be, please feel free to reach out. I'd love to chat with you. So thank you so much. This has yes. been so fun, Lilia. Oh, I'm so happy. This has been really fun too. So if people who are like, yes, yoga therapy sounds like exactly, exactly what I need right now and kind of this like personalized experience, how can people find you? What are the best media to find you on? And do you have any offerings or anything coming up that you'd like them to know about? Sure. Yeah, you can find me um, on Instagram and on Facebook at Lighthouse Yoga. So for Instagram, it's at lighthouse.yoga. And then the Facebook page is called Lighthouse Yoga. Um, and my web website is lighthouseyoga.org. So at any of those mediums, you can reach me um, and I'm doing virtual offerings. So wherever you are in the world, feel free to reach out and we can make something happen. I love working with people one-on-one. -on -one, so that would be amazing. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah, go, go check out her page. She's an amazing yoga therapist. Loved working with her myself. Had an amazing experience, virtual and in person. I did both. It was really awesome. Um, but thank you so much, Olivia, for being here and shining your light and shining all of this wisdom. We talked about so many amazing topics today. I want to say thank you so much for sharing that energy with me and all of our listeners today. Thank you, Lilia. Thanks for everything that you do and for kind of lifting up all these beautiful voices in the world. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of our listeners who held the space for yourself today to really listen to learn, to tap into your own wisdom by listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for holding this space, sharing our energy with us. And I cannot wait to share everything with you guys next time. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Empowering the Light podcast. If you loved this episode, please share it so that we can spread this light and empowerment to more people. I also want to invite you to join my free Divine Feminine community. Within this community, you will receive exclusive content and updates via email, be invited to my free virtual moon circles every month, which are so much fun, by the way, and you'll have access to our private Facebook group that is always being updated with more content and conversation. You can find the link to join on my website, liliageston.com, spelled L-I-L-I-A, G-E-S-T-S-O-N.com. I can't wait for you to listen to more episodes and would love to know what you want to hear next. Feel free to DM me on Instagram at Lilia underscore Guestin or email me at lgueston at gmail.com so that we can bring you the content that inspires your true autonomy.